This is week two of our Flourish study. It's Monday, September 20th. We're working our way through the book of Colossians. Years ago, right out of, out of graduate school, Sandy and I had the chance to visit a church in Michigan. We went there because the church was considering inviting us to move to Michigan and join their pastoral staff. The church was quite large. They had 10 pastors at the time and a thriving ministry right outside Detroit. When we arrived, though I had never met the senior pastor, he seemed to know a lot about me. Well, and this seemed a little strange. But I discovered that he called the seminary and talked to my advisor and some of the other professors that knew me. He had come to know me through the eyes of other people before we met in person. Now, as we think of this next section of the book of Colossians, this is how people first come to know God. They come to know about God. As the book of Hebrews explains with its opening words, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he's spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom also he created the world. Now here we learn that at first God did, people did not know God personally. They only knew about God. God sent prophets to share with them about him. But something was missing. Though they could know about God in this way, they couldn't really know God for themselves. But we are told that in Jesus, God has done something completely different. Now, the next verse explains that Jesus is not another prophet to come and tell us about God. He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. That's Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Here is the Son of God revealing the nature of God in every way. Now, before Jesus came, people only had a second-hand knowledge of God. They knew about God. But in Jesus, we meet God face-to-face. We see who God really is. Now, we call this the incarnation. It means that God himself took on human flesh. Here's how the 4th century creed, the Nicene Creed, puts this truth into words. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father, Through him all things were made. Now those words were written down around 325 AD. That's a long time ago. But what they were trying to say was beyond capturing in words. They were saying that if we know Jesus, we know God in a real and personal way. Not as a concept or idea, but as a person. In Jesus, we don't see a piece of God. No, Jesus is God. The Father is God. God 
in fullness. Now they root that down that in in word because Jesus came and people met him. They discovered he was unlike any other man. The wind and the waves they obey him. He had the power of life and death. He could lay down his own life and take it up again. The Jewish people this first, that first knew Jesus would not be easily convinced of this. They knew God is sovereign over the universe, holy and without sin. They knew God to be incomprehensible and wise, holy and just in all his ways. They knew God is patient and loving. And now they had a close-up view of Jesus. The disciples didn't have a snapshot, they had a video They walked with him. They ate with him. They learned from his teaching. They knew Jesus. And they reached the only conclusion possible. Here is God who has come to us. Now we read these words all these years later and we miss the magnitude of it all. God came and walked among us. We heard his voice and met with him. Here's this description from the book of Colossians. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. That's Colossians 1, 15-16. Now, no Jewish person could bring himself to say such things about a man. Yet this is what Paul is saying. Now, the way the text explain it, explains it, Jesus made the God we cannot see seeable. God, who does not have a body as we have, but is pure spirit, has come. As we read in the opening words, written by the Apostle John to the church in Ephesus. He says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest. 1 John 1, 1-2 We can not only know about God through the word of the prophets, he says, We've now seen him, we've heard him speak. We've touched him with our own hands. This is the most important moment in our world. God came to town. We can know him in Christ and enjoy him. Now, all those years ago, Sandy and I had the chance to travel to Michigan to meet that man who had come to know us through the words of other people. We met face to face. It was no longer secondhand knowledge, but personal knowledge. This is what God wants for each of us. Let's pray. Lord, we know about you, but we want to know you personally. Reveal your glory to us through Jesus. Fill us with your spirit. Thank you for drawing near to us and giving us the privilege and joy of coming to you. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.